Hello, Louise. Hello, David. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Looking forward to uh, the Holy Smokes, Holy Smokers podcast this week. Yeah, I'm excited. We've had uh, a little break and then we've come back with an absolute classic. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, know, I know someone who's read the book and uh, my pastor had mentioned it and um, I thought, oh, you know, like, I can't be bothered reading it, to be honest. And um, so I read it for this week's, like, you know, podcast and it's like wow <laughs> I should have read this ages ago yeah it's one of those ones where it kind of gets thrown around it's a bit like C.S. Yeah. Lewis every Christian yeah. to have read C.S. Lewis and Tozer <laughs> yes well I, I I just found out um only a couple of months ago but I don't know if you remember that the um the line the witch in the wardrobe is a Christian movie yeah I've heard that yeah so um as Aslan the Lion is supposed to be God. I never knew it, but when I sort of said, like, what, what's he talking about? And everyone looked at me as if I was all, like, um, a bit on the slow side. <laughs> and I was saying, really? I'm like, I love that book. And yeah. like, I never knew it was about that. I guess Aslan, he's like the lion, so Lion of Judah. And mm. then I think, I haven't read the books, but I've seen the movie, so I know at some point he comes back to life, doesn't he? Yeah. But from the movies, I, I wouldn't have thought it was a Christian. So, so the, the children in the books, are they like, um, I wonder if they're like the uh, four books of the New Testament, maybe. Oh, really? That could be interesting. I'll look into that and uh, I'll bring it up next week in next week's <laughs> podcast. But yeah, so Toza. Um, uh, yeah. Um, do you know anything about Tozer at all, Louise? Um, I know that he's kind of like lifespan. He was like born sort of late 1800s and he died, I think, in 1968. So he's of that era. He's kind of okay. the, the World War eras. Yeah. So he lived through all of that. It's a very interesting time in history yeah. to be a Christian. I knew that he was... Um... He was, his parents had a farm in Pennsylvania, I think, um, uh, and uh, he was. Um, I think he, he. I think he dropped out of school or left school in the sixth grade. I'm not too sure what the sixth grade mean. That could be to me. That could be 15, or that could be a nine-year-old. I'm not too sure. I'm not up to date with that. But uh, but he was self-taught, and I think that's why a lot of like his his. His books now are like renowned, but at the time they weren't. And I think um, maybe it's because uh, you know that he didn't go through the you know, Bible school and that type of thing. He was just self-taught. Um, he worked in a um, tire factory on a machine where it just where he just had to chop up um, pieces of wood or rubber. Can't remember which. Um, and on his machine, he would have like the Bible and all the all the all uh, religious books, and so um, he would be continuously reading all day long. So yeah, that's that's what I know about him. That's the opposite of what I imagined. I imagined mm. him as being like a 
an academic theologian. Yeah. Who had gone to like various Bible colleges and seminaries and mm. things like that. That was really surprising, actually. Yeah. So the pursuit of God. Yeah. Yeah, but it was, yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, how did you find it? Yeah, I liked it. I think at some of the language, he's very, um, he's very poetic, I found. Yeah. In oh, the way he, he did actually write as well. Uh, that makes sense. Yeah. Some of it, I was like, <laughs> you can tell when an author has thought very deeply about something. Mm. Um, and I think it's it's sometimes like a stark contrast to some of the things I read from modern authors where because books are so like anyone can write a book and you can buy like, you know, one a day and get through them. Yeah. I think today people design them to be like easy reads. Yeah. Not too taxing on people. But with this one, it was like really it came across that it was really from his heart and he had really thought very deeply on everything he was yeah. writing about. So sometimes I really like listening to it, um, but sometimes I had to rewind and go, what did he just say? What, what, what did he mean? Yeah, I was just about to say that, because I was just about to say that personally, I found in some parts it was hard going. Yeah. And like I say, like, I, used to, I, I had to like go back a bit and sort of like, like, listen to it again because i i listened to it on uh, audio um uh but then some of the things that he came out with i thought like wow that, like that's a really good sort of like view of certain things in the bible and i sort of had to like you know go back and listen to it again yeah yeah it's sort of like a shone a, shone a light on certain things that um that have been explained to me before, but not in this way, if you know yeah. what I mean. Like what? Yeah. What sort of things? Uh, so, for instance, like, um, uh, there was something about, um, <coughs> which I never quite understood. You know, like in the Bible, where it says something about um, uh, the poor. Yeah. Like, um, the poor something. And so, like, the way he explained it was there was that, like they're not actually poor. It's that they don't buy into the modern world. So if they've got a car, they've got a car. They don't need to upgrade to the next Mercedes. Yeah. And that. And if they've got a watch, they've got a watch. They don't need a Rolex. Yeah, that's interesting that, because I I remember in college I was in a sociology class, and we one of the modules was on religion. And I remember the teacher was going through the Bible. I think she was quite skeptical about it. Yeah. And she quoted it as that verse. And she said it was blessed are the poor. And it was kind of from like a Marxist perspective of saying, oh, you know, if you're poor, you're blessed. But that's not actually the verse. It's the it's the poor in spirit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, because like I always sort of thought, I was, I was sort of thinking, well, the poor. I'm not being funny, but I know some horrible poor people. Yeah. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? So I, I don't get this thing, but the way that Tozer explains it in the in, in the pursuit of God, it's sort of like just it gets rid of all the clouds and the mist, and you sort of say, right, now I know what that means. 
Yeah. And that, so, uh, yeah. And uh, it was going on about, um, he does it in a really interesting way where he's sort of saying like, um, you don't, you know, like you're not part of this world. Mm. So you have to like, um, sort of like, nearly virtually remove yourself from this world but of course you can't do that you know you need you need to go to work you need to do this you know you need to go to the shops and all that but the way he explained doing it was like sort of like eye-opening to me yeah and it's one of those things where if you try and explain it like I wouldn't be able to explain it and make any sense so I would just come out bumbling but the way he does it it's like you listen to it, you're like, oh yeah, like that. That's exactly it. He's got it like yeah. on the nail. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, actually, it's uh, you hit the nail on the head. Actually, <laughs> I was literally just thinking, did I get that right? On the nail. Yeah, on the nail. Yeah. <laughs> I think we get what you mean. But yeah, <laughs> hit the nail on the head. Yeah, like, exactly. Uh, not on the side or your thumb yeah Yeah. (laughs) and I um, I looked up well um when it was published it was published in 1948 but I looked it up because some of the things he was describing I thought that was that's really interesting that he spotted those things where there are problems in the church today that Mm. everyone talks about but maybe in his time no, no one was really listening, or he was just seeing like the start of it. Yeah, I think if I remember rightly, he he was quite damning on some church members hmm. uh, that we all see. Uh, like, yeah, uh, uh, yeah. You know, you know, I mean. Uh, I can I can see it at, uh, like the church that I go to, and I'm pretty sure that you can see it at the church you go to. Um, he was quite sort of like um, bringing them to book, really, mm. and sort of saying like, um, like you know, like like don't worry about these people, like you know, like your purpose is to like worship God, and your relationship is with God and not the church. Yeah. And that, and it was like, uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I found it, um, and he was going on about work as well, and like, so whatever your place of work, do it in a Christian way, hmm. which um, I sort of like, I stopped it there and sort of like um, uh, came into the kitchen and had a coffee and a smoke just to think about that. Yeah. And I thought, like, you know what, that, that that would improve my working day so much if I started doing that. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. like, uh, I'm going to be putting that into practice on Monday and, uh, we'll see how that goes. Um, but yeah, I sort of thought like, wow, that's going to make my day like a lot more interesting. Yeah. And I think there's a tendency in the church today of, <laughs> of sort of, thinking, okay, well, I'm a Christian, so I should have a Christian job. I should be, you know, a social worker or a nurse. Yeah. Or something where you can, like, you can hold up a badge and say, I'm helping people in this, like, particular way. 
Yeah. But sometimes your work doesn't look like you're saving lives. You're not a nurse. <laughs> but no, you're exactly. still a Christian and you still have a yeah. job. So I thought that was interesting. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, I don't know about you, but do you think it would, um, you know, after reading this and the way he, like, you know, discusses this point, do you think that, um, I mean, I know at the moment that you're working from home still, aren't you? Yeah. Well, you've been working from home since, like, day one of the pandemic, really. Yeah, almost two years soon. But do you think that when you eventually go back to the office, um, you'll remember this part of the book and sort of think, well, maybe I could put that into practice or? Yeah, I think so. It definitely made me think a lot. Um, but I think I... I definitely agree. Like, it, it kind of shone a light on areas where I've, I've not really considered my job as yeah. something to like devote to God. It's not something yeah. I do in service of God. Yeah. And it kind of highlighted to me, well, you know, I'm, I'm living this earthly life and this is the job God has put me in. So yeah. how do I approach it as yeah. a Christian? Yeah. Um, yeah. I think, could, you, could you just imagine like if every Christian read that part of the book and said, right, you know what? When I go back to work next week, I'm going to put this into practice. Yeah. What, how much it would improve the world. Yeah. And I think there's, he had some interesting points as well on, I think he spoke a lot about the, the difference between, I don't know whether this is how he would put it, but like religion and personal relationship with Christ. Okay. And that was something that struck me as well of the difference of, you know, I think we live in an age where we're all kind of influenced by like American evangelism and the sinner's prayer yeah. where they get you to a point where, you know, you're converted and you, you say the prayer and that's where it kind of tails off. And it's sort of mm. like, well, you're done now. Yeah. You know, you're in, you're, you're in the body and that's <laughs> your done. And actually, I think that's quite a new age uh, idea. It's like it kind of reduces God to, like in the new age, they wouldn't say, you know, God's looking after you. They would say the universe is looking after you, it's guiding you. And that's some of what I see in Christianity in the West these days. It's like you, you say the prayer and then it's like, well, God's looking after you, da 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 um, and it makes him this sort of distant, mystical entity. Yeah. When actually, if you've if you've found him, that means you can actually talk to him. Yeah, and... it's, it's like um, it's what I was saying before about um, it's like uh, the, like the relationship. Yeah. Between you and God, or you and Jesus, that um, it's the important thing. I mean, I remember like years and years ago. Um, we had uh, the Mormons knock on the door and I, I, I invited them in and we had a chat and they sort of said, like, you know, well, um, do you think you'd like to get to, like, uh, know Jesus? And I said, hmm, it could be interesting. And I think this was like, a, I don't know, like a Monday afternoon, lunchtime-ish or something like that. Mm. And I said, yeah, I, could, I could be. 
uh, I might need to look into it a bit more. And they said, right, OK, well, we can book you in for a baptism Wednesday at 10 o'clock. <laughs> and so, what, what, what? And, you know, like, I didn't become a Christian until, I mean, I'm 59 now, and I didn't become a Christian until I was 55. Hmm. And, it was, and that just puts you, you sort of think, what, what is that about religion? It's like, what? No, that that makes no sense. Yeah, it's like they're after numbers. It's like when churches say, oh, you know, we've had 2,000 baptisms this year. And I think, well, mm. yes, but how many have actually carried on? How yeah. many people are actually, you know, in relationship? And Yeah, because I think people, like, some people, like, you know, they go to a church, they get baptised. And they go to a church on the Sunday and they like show their face, they do their bit, they say hello and stuff like that. But for the other six days of the week. Yeah. You know, but like with this Tozer book, it explains how you can like every day of the week, every hour of the day, you can have this relationship and you can you can like change the way you work or change your work environment. Um and like just change your psychology Hmm. so i mean and it was like that 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 was the thing that came out of the book for me was that um i mean i'm pretty sure that you know like i mean i don't think i'm a um what i would call you know like a i call them comfortable christians Hmm. where you know go to church on a sunday and they oh yeah yeah i do all this and all that but like the rest of the week you know like you know, they could be, I don't know, just normal people. They, what's yeah. name? But, like, with this book, it's sort of... And I don't think I've done that. I think, I think like, since I've become a Christian, um, you know, like, my whole life has... Well, yeah, my, my whole life has... Not my, my whole life hasn't changed, but my attitude has changed. Yeah, the inner man has changed. Yeah, yeah. and it, I, I see it as much more as a relationship then, um, yeah, I have to go to church on Sunday. I mean, like, my work um, is where I don't get very many Sundays off. Hmm. I was quite concerned about that, sort of thinking, like, you know, Dave, you know, you're a Christian, you have to go to church on a Sunday. But, like, we don't, at the moment, we're not living in that world. Hmm. You know, it's seven-day week, like, it's 24-hour day. So reading this book is sort of like, it was good because I sort of think like, well, because um, I do feel a little bit, I wouldn't say down, but I feel a bit like um, that I'm um, disrespecting God by working on a Sunday instead of being at church and worshipping him. Mm. But after reading this book, I can sort of see, well, I could change that. Mm. You know, I, I can still be of service, but I'm just at work. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, and it makes you think as well, you know, if, you know, God doesn't sleep or slumber, he's always working, he's always, you know, looking after his people. And if Mm. we are supposed to, like, mimic God or, like, you know, uh, imitate him is a better word. Yeah. It makes sense that as we're walking with him, we keep trying to, you know, live life in him all the time is you know it's what jesus did you know the if you look at the gospels throughout them 
he's always in communion, but he also takes all these instances where he goes off to pray and it's like probably at really awkward times that yeah. people have said like what are you doing this doesn't make sense that you're you're giving this time to god but actually for jesus like 24 7 was god time yeah 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 it's um i mean uh, like I was saying before, I'd, like I'd heard about the book, but I, you know, this is the thing you see, you sort of think, like, well, I'm too busy to read that. I've got to do this. I've got to do that. I've got to go to work. I've got to do shopping. I've got to do this and that. I don't have time to read it. But like I would say, like, to spend an afternoon, you know, like on your day off or whatever, is like read this book because um, it would change your perspective. It would shift your perspective into a better place yeah and it's only going to take you like you know a few hours yeah and I think with this book as well for me it was a weird a weird um sensation of I was enjoying listening to it but because of what he was saying I was almost itching to like finish the book so I can yeah. go like pray or read my Bible or do something like it's something that really stirs up something in you. Like, Oh, I've got to go and talk to God. Yeah. yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's, it, I mean, I'd imagine our listeners already know that we're going to like, you know, give this 10 Hail Marys. Or <laughs> whatever. To use as the uh, voting system here, yeah, we have all the, the Protestant alternative <laughs> to yeah. 10 Hail Marys. Yeah, what is the Protestant alternative to 10 Hail Marys? I don't know, I, I have no uh, idea, no idea, but anyway, uh, yeah, so, um, yeah, all in all, I think it was, um, it, it, it was a great read or a great listen. Because of technology today, we can like listen to it as well. Um, but um, I, yeah, like I was saying, I think it will. It, it will even if you're, you know, even if you sort of like think you're a Christian and you're not too sure if you're spending enough time with God or in conversation with God and praying and stuff like that, or or you you don't feel like the relationship is working. If you read or listen to this book, it will shift your psychology to mm. like, okay, I need to focus more. I've, I've, I've got the knowledge now. I've got the understanding. I can focus more now in like yeah. every every sort of like aspect of your daily life. Yeah. And I, and I that's what this book gives you. Um, yeah. Yeah, I would definitely recommend it. And I think there's something in... Um, hearing someone else articulately describe things that you experience as a Christian. So when he talks about, you know, thirsting after God, like feeling mm. like you don't have enough of him and actually realizing that that's a sign that you're on the right path because you're yeah. supposed to want more and more. I found that yeah. really comforting that I'm not like the feeling of lack is a good thing. It's better mm. to feel the lack than to not think you lack anything. 
Yeah, because I think he, he goes into the book, one of the uh, later chapters, he was sort of saying about, <laughs> you know, like, we're all chasing this thing, aren't we? Like, oh, you know, like, I need that new jacket. I need that new jeans. I need that new, like, you know, 48-inch screen TV mm. and stuff like that. But, um, like, you're a slave to sin. Mm. Where... If you were doing the same thing, instead of chasing material stuff, if you were chasing God or the relationship with God, um, you'll always win. Where if you're chasing stuff like, you know, like, oh, I've seen that new Mercedes in the showroom down the road. If I do this and that, I could afford it. You know, yeah. like, you're never going to win. Yeah. Because by the time you can afford it, a new model's come out. It's like mobile phones. You know, like, you know, we were talking earlier on today about mobile phones. And, like, it's like, you know, they've only got a two-year shelf life. Yeah. There's a reason for that. It's because they want you to buy the next model. But, like, if you, if you, if you spend that time and effort into, like, making this relationship with Jesus and God, um, you sort of find, like, you know, like, you know what? I don't really need that phone. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm yeah. not talking about like, sort of like going off grid because you know we live in this world where you know it's nice to have nice things, mm. you know, but the main the main part of your life has to be your relationship with Jesus. Yeah, and he he made this point as well about this the sort of like famous Christians that we all sort of look up to, so like Augustine and. Um, yeah just those like church fathers of the past yeah and he said that what happened with them is that they felt that longing that yearning for god but they actually acted on it yeah and like took that longing and pursued god and he said they made it the one defining characteristic in their life is that they were seeking after god and because of that all these all these things that we look up to it wasn't out of anything other than seeking god and drawing closer to him and learning more about him yeah that really hit me where i was like oh gosh like it's not unobtainable that's the thing we sort of you know i think in the catholic church they make them saints and they they make it sort of kind of mystical like they were like these special people but actually, yeah. we all have the same access. There's no favoritism. Well, this is the beauty of Christianity, I think. Mm. It's that anybody, it doesn't matter what you've done, how old you are, or what position you're in, you can you can obtain this like um, sort of like happiness and contentness and mm. stuff like that without ch- without. Without chasing things, you just need to sit down and build this relationship up. Yeah. And that's all it takes. You know, like, you know, just sit down for like five minutes and just like sort of meditate on like God or, um, you know, sort of like just bring every, you know, because you have these conversations in your head and your mind. Mm-hmm. Um, you just bring like, like, like a Jesus into that same conversation. Yeah. You know, like you know, you, you you should get the answer with like, you know, the more you do it, you know, that's what he's saying. The more you do it, 
you know, the easier it becomes, same as anything else in this world. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, anyway, Louise, we've got two minutes. So, um, so obviously, <laughs> people could probably uh, imagine, um, uh, I would give this book a definite no, stay clear, keep away from it. <laughs> <laughs> no, guys, honestly, if, like, if you're a Christian or if you sort of think like, you know what, I wouldn't mind looking into it and have a look, check this book out. It's going to take you three hours. It would change your psychology on religion and Christianity. Um, and it, even if you don't become a Christian after it, you know, you might sort of think like, well, you know, I wouldn't mind thinking like that more. Mm. What I mean, it would be, <coughs> excuse me, I think it would be a good thing. What about you? Yeah, I agree. I would definitely recommend it. And I, one of the things I was thinking about it after reading it was there's a reason it's become a classic. There are some yeah. things that even over time, they just stand true. Yeah. Um, and it's it's something that transcends different, you know, historical time periods. And there's a lot that we can still relate to. Um, yeah. It's like you said, that our psychology as humans is still the same. Yeah. And the answer is still the same. It's still Jesus. And sometimes we need just a bit of guidance on that. And I think this book is, um, yeah, really helpful. So even though the book was written 70 years ago, it's so relevant in today's world. Yeah. Um, So, Louise, um, hopefully we'll do a podcast next week. Mm -hmm. Similar thing. So... um, Goodbye for now. Goodbye. Thank you for having me. That's all right. And uh, we'll catch up soon. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, guys. Bye.